Africa Calling, a bi-monthly podcast with sound-rich reports from our correspondents on the continent. African Voices reporting on African stories produced by Radio France International. and welcome to episode 25 of the Africa Calling podcast on May 28th, 2021. I'm Laura Angela Benieto. We have a number of stories from our correspondents on the African continent this week, including a look at a new plan to help local Malawian artisans. But is it all it's cracked up to be? From Western Kenya, a touching story about how men are pushing aside tradition and are determined to be involved in the lives of their children by helping their wives care for their premature babies. And in rural Liberia, some forest dwellers will finally move from huts to homes as part of a new government initiative. But some suspect a hidden motive. And finally, don't forget our special song at the end. Africa Calling. In Malawi, the Malawian kwacha is still depreciating at foreign exchange. This development has pushed the government to give preference to the procurement of locally made goods from small and medium enterprises to cushion the deficit that arises due to higher imports rather than exports. The project's called Buy Malawi Strategy. But how widespread is this, and what are the challenges encountered in a bid to strive for quality as well as reasonable pricing? Correspondent Benson Kunchezera answers these questions and more in his report from Blantyre. Malawi a land-rocked country located in southern region of Africa, is heavily dependent on imported goods and services from other countries. As one way of reducing the gap on the imported goods, Malawi launched a program dubbed by Malawi Strategy in 2016 as a way of making foreign reserves available. The project was expected to help both local craftspeople as well as beef up the economy. But in the suburbs of the commercial city of Blantyre, AdSense tell a different story altogether. Here at Kamwamba's shop in Blantyre, people are busy making metal door frames and window frames of different shapes. In places like Ndirande, Kamba and Zingwangwa well known for their AdSense in furniture and welding, as well as car pass dealers, business isn't great says Gift Kamwamba, the owner of the Gift Kamwamba workshop. This is Indirande and my shop is here just opposite the coffin shop. I'm here waiting for customers to buy. As you know, business is not as good as it used to be in the past, especially from the year 2018 going forward. We want the authorities to support us by giving us contracts from the government so we can help one another. We're all Malawians. If they're talking about quality, that is not an issue as we're offering the same brand as those products sold in shops. We're talking about modern gates, window frames and door frames. Luke Stefano, a carpentry shop owner from Zingwangwa, tradition authority campaign, agrees with Kamwamba. We find him making a wooden table at his shop. Stefano is of the view that high prices to buy materials are affecting the business as the prices are being hiked up by the day. I'm a carpenter by profession. Here at our shop, we do furniture like L-shaped chairs, stoops and displays. 
As small business owners, we face a lot of challenges. People don't trust that we can make a high standard of chair, and they end up buying imported products from other countries instead of supporting us. I just heard that the government has introduced a project to help us with some money to boost our businesses. It would be great if that happened, considering that for us to buy timber and cut it according to the recommended sizes, it all needs money. If things continue like they have been, our lives will never change. <laughs> To support local industries, I'm directing all MDAs to give preference to the procurement of locally made goods. I have personally seen the great work done by local artisans in places like Ndirandi in Blantyre, Jesse in Lilongwe, Katoto in Mzuzu, and other places, producing everything from office furniture to building fixtures. And yet the young people who do such great work are never given a chance. Lazarus Chakwira, President of Malawi, directed ministries, departments and agencies in March this year to give preference to the procurement of local made goods from small-medium enterprise, SMEs. According to the President, the move is to support the local industries and to ensure that Malawians have money in their pockets. Responding to the complaint that Local agencies are denied access to the Buy Malawi strategy. The Minister of Industry and Trade told Africa calling that the door is open for every Malawian and what remains is the AdSense's subscription to the body. Currently, there are about 70 AdSense who have already registered. The aim of Buy Malawi strategy is not just to promote but to set standards for the products to meet consumers' needs and meeting Malawi Bureau of Standards Protocol, which will allow them to the international market. Maison Soker, the Trade Ministry Public Relations Officer, explains. We are ready to support them, uh, to showcase their products, to support them in terms of, uh, you know, uh, having them participate in the uh, trade fairs which will really showcase their products not only to uh, foreign companies that do participate in uh, some of these uh, trade fairs. So uh, arts and handcrafts are one of the products that as by Malawi the program we are supporting so we are really uh, looking forward to uh, provide uh, such kind of support. So we do employ upon all the potential members to visit the Ministry of Trade, uh, where the Bay Malawi uh, Strategy Secretariat is based, uh, to complete the forms and become members and enjoy the benefits of being members of the Bay Malawi uh, program. Can Malawi manage to stabilize its currency, promote job creation with regards to Bay Malawi strategy? Pechan Chelem, an economist from the Polytechnic, a constituent college of the University of Malawi, looks deeper into the issue. In fact, a far much a lot needs to be done. Um, we haven't seen much happening on the ground. Uh, talk about uh, the fabric itself. We are not seeing fabric that is made in Malawi that is being sold in here. So, for example, the furniture industry, pretty much the manufacturing industry is not doing enough to make goods and services available for the Malawian uh, consumer to buy. A collective effort from everyone is necessary if Malawi wants to change its economic horizon and the government needs to improve their strategy 
to appease consumers and bring in more craftspeople. Reporting for RFI Africa Calling, this is Benson Kunchezera in Plantae. Africa Calling, produced by Radio France International. Since the practice started in the East Africa region, the kangaroo mother care method has played a major role to save thousands of premature babies in remote areas. This method of skin-to-skin contact between the infants and their mothers helps the preterm babies gain weight much faster. The kangaroo method is applied where there are lack of incubators in hospitals. And now fathers in western Kenya are helping their wives by offering kangaroo services in both hospitals and home, despite cultural differences and practices in the region. Correspondent Victor Maturi has more. Here at Webuya Hospital in Bungoma County, western Kenya, women and babies are placed under the kangaroo mother care method to save the lives of premature newborn babies. Preterm babies are carried with skin-to-skin contact to provide warmth. The mother's body temperature provides natural heat that keeps the infant warm. Anita Makwata is a mother of one and she has been under the kangaroo care program for one week now. Since we came to the kangaroo room a week ago, my baby's weight has gone up from 1,500 grams to 1,900 grams. We're being discharged today to continue with the kangaroo care at home. Not only the mothers can do it, the fathers can also do it. In this kangaroo mother care ward, on one of the beds, we find Jackton Makwata, Anita's husband, having his baby on kangaroo. According to Jackton, the method has helped his child to gain weight very fast. I am here because my baby is under kangaroo mother care. I usually come to help my wife to kangaroo the baby. It's not easy, but I am happy to help my wife, and not many men will agree to come. But I thank God. Kenya's western region is known for its diverse culture, and the way children are brought up is exclusively the role of the mother. However, the situation is gradually changing as fathers are now getting involved, assisting their wives in raising children by participating in a kangaroo mother care program. Jackton says it is good to be close to your child to provide enough love and health care. There are those who laughed at me, those who mocked and ridiculed me, but I wanted to prove them wrong, that as men, we can help raise kids too. This notion of saying that bringing up children belongs to the mother is in the past now. I've succeeded. Webuye Hospital is one of the health facilities which records a high number of premature babies in western Kenya. Here, nurses and doctors are working around the clock to train mothers and fathers on how to put their children under kangaroo mother care method. Grace Onyango is the head of newborn unit in this facility and she is monitoring the progress of other three preterm babies in this ward. So the challenges we surely face, sometimes these mothers, they get tired and occasionally they need support. So when they need support, we surely need the men to come in. The male involvement in KMC, we call it kangaroo father care. 
usually as in we are in Luya land, we have a superstitions of maybe men taking care of the newborns, but we are initiating these men slowly by slowly to accept kangaroo care because it is of benefit to the baby so that this baby grows well, achieve a weight of 2.5 kgs. So far we have had for some are positive, but some will fear. They'll need maybe their own room. So if a father comes, and maybe our ward, it's a free ward. So he sees he's the only man he'll shy away. In Buyai village in Bungoma County, Philip Baraza and his wife Sarah Konyuar are happy parents. They are applying the kangaroo nursing method to their preterm twins, Favor and Esther, while sitting under the tree outside their house. They have just returned from hospital three days ago after their babies gained the minimum required weight of 1.9 kilograms. Sarah says her husband has been visiting the hospital to assist with the kangaroo nursing their twin babies. I thank my husband because he used to come to hospital and sometimes help me kangaroo one of the twins as I was helping the other twin. This is by the grace of God because it's unusual. As a mother, I feel good because one of the twins has improved by 1.78 kilograms from 1.62 kilograms in a very short time. 1.78. Ambapo ameongeza kilo nyingi. Philip Baraza, Sarah's husband, tells Africa Calling about the challenges he's facing as a man who is practicing kangaroo mother care, now gaining fame as kangaroo father care. Most of men in Western... Most men in Western Kenya feel that kangaroo mother care belongs to women and not men. So when they see a man practicing it, they think you're being controlled by your wife, but that's not the case. If it wasn't for the effort we made for our babies, we couldn't be discharged that fast from hospital. When I kangaroo my children, I feel good because it comes from my heart, the love of a father to his child. In the neighboring Busia County, two-year-old Moses and Anne are playing in their house in Ujami village. They are one of the many babies who have benefited through kangaroo mother care method in this region. Their father Samuel Nyamoya says he had to defy the culture to apply the kangaroo nursing method to his babies, regardless of laughter from other men and even women. The first day my wife started practicing kangaroo and added 60 grams and I decided to join my wife to kangaroo Moses so that the kids could be discharged in a few days. At home in the evening my wife can kangaroo one child as I kangaroo the other one. The existing culture that children belong to the women is gradually fading away now. Since its inception in Kenya nine years ago, the other two East African countries, Tanzania and Uganda, have also started embracing kangaroo mother care method to save lives of thousands of premature babies born each day. Other African countries embracing this method include Rwanda, Comoros, Nigeria, Togo, Mali, and Niger. Experts from the Save the Children organization say that when the baby is under kangaroo care, he or she develops high intelligence quotient, IQ. Salome Miale is a nurse and the head of community health volunteers in Busia County and its environs.
Further involvement in kangaroo care, it is still a challenge. Though we have a few fathers who are still who are willing to assist their wives to take care of the babies, but uh, we are still using the community health workers to pass the message to the community that uh, when a baby is born, it is the responsibility of both parents to take care of the baby. And uh, majority, they fear, maybe they think the baby is too small, uh, they fear holding the baby, and also other taboos, but we just encourage them to help their partners in taking care of the baby. According to the Save the Children organization, approximately 180,000 babies are born in Kenya prematurely with the 22 per 1,000 live births. With poor health systems in most African countries, including Kenya, thousands of preterm babies die each year due to lack of proper equipment such as nurseries and incubators in most rural hospitals. Lack of electricity in rural hospitals and the distance to the hospitals discourages many parents from going there to give birth. Kangaroo Mother Care acts as the nursery or incubator at home. Teresa Akung, who is a Kangaroo Mother Care champion in Western Kenya, says that so far 9,000 babies have benefited from this method since inception 10 years ago. And we have been doing a lot of advocacy. Mostly mothers are the sole caregivers for these babies. And there's a lot of culture around prematurity. In most cases, uh, communities think it's a curse, or maybe there's something that you did that has made you get a very small baby. So we have been talking about this to demystify the culture and also the myths around preterm babies. Currently, we are advocating for male involvement, where we are encouraging fathers to visit the facilities when the babies are still there, we also educate them on how to put the babies in position, on KMC position. It's interesting that uh, behavior change takes a long time, but we have seen so many fathers coming up and uh, even providing the care within the facility and at home. As Kangaroo Mother Care continues to help many Britain babies in this region and other African countries, experts are now calling on fathers to embrace the method and help their wives to kangaroo their babies to save lives. Reporting for RFI's Africa Calling, this is Victor Muturi in Bungoma, Western Kenya. Find us on your favorite podcast platform app, including iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. The Liberian government has been relocating citizens living in shanties to modern houses across the country. The housing projects are part of President George Weah's government's pro-poor initiative intended to help thousands of Liberians out of poverty. But not everyone believes this project comes without strings. Correspondent Darlington Porkba has been following the story and reports from the north-central region of Liberia. Villagers found rice in the midst of the forest in rural Seatown, Riverside County, in the south-central region of Liberia is 225 kilometers from the capital, Monrovia. Established in the 1800s, this settlement has never had a modern housing facility, but that's about to change. Local contractors are working overtime to ensure citizens here can move into these modern structures before the peak of the rainy season. It's part of an initiative by President George Weir and Bill Traway, the managing director of the National Port Authority. This settlement is becoming a modern community among towns and communities in the region. (laughs) 
workers using hammers and loading wooden doors and windows. As the work goes on, 106-year-old Philly James sits nearby, wearing white trousers with a shuttle match. James tells Africa calling through a translator that he had never imagined or even dreamed of living in such a modern home. Before responding, Philly begins by singing one of the warrior songs backed by all the residents. I am more than grateful that I'm leaving this hut and I'm going into a new house. Now that I'm the age of 100, that a president will travel from um, the city, from the executive mansion to come in the forest and shook my hand as he did recent time and say, you are no longer belonging to that hut, but there is a new house. And he said, oh, when I look at it, I share tears. So all along my life, I have, we have never seen a sitting president coming in the forest just to see the traditional people. There is first of his kind. I had never expected that. That was never my expectation. His neighbor Moses Gray the town chief of Seatown, who's sporting a gold shirt with a pair of marching sandals, says the government's intervention is changing lives here. From our youth town to now, the thing that happening is that it will be first in history to us. I'm very happy. We are not having no toilets. We can go way to the creek and bring water for we drink. But now we just be in our house and get water from there. So I'm very proud of it. The touched house that we're in, there's no family and you touch it before one month. They bug about it all the touch then. You go in the bush. Now, now, I would stand before you go to my area. In my whole bedroom, that's so water. So, if they cannot descend her for her to get it in this town, I'm very happy to be sitting in the forest. Founding a rest near a mud structure is 47 year old Marie Bond, a mother of five. She says she was shocked when she was ushered into her new home with running water and flush toilet. It's the first of its kind for Ban and her family. Very happy, even because what he had done for us in the town here, I really appreciate it. Because we get kitchen in our houses. And we get bathroom, we sink all inside, camo everything inside. So he said, when I'm going to favorite bushes to toilet again. You can go to the creek to draw water. A blessing that you must continue to do it for other poor people like me too. Unlike past years where these women were fetching waters from creeks, today they have gathered to sing praises to the government for providing them safe drinking water. Back in Monrovia, Isaac Sulu Kekbe, presidential press secretary, speaks about President Weir's motive behind these projects. He had a, a dinner to raise money. People pledge and fill their pledges. Even people who are not in government contributed. They are structured to have uh, toilets in it where you can use and flush. You don't have to run to the bush midnight. So with the kind of a facility in those places where they have a toilet that they can flush when they use, their safety is guaranteed. And I mean, it's a new life for them. The president's dream is to replace all of the huts. But looking at the challenges we face is not realistic now. So he's doing it gradually in a way that every can have a taste. But not everyone here agrees. In the Tinkers Village community along the Rabos International Airport Highway, I met Pierre Yenkan, a blogger who thinks we are has hidden motives. He insists 
This is purely political and not humanitarian, as been claimed by the press secretary. That's definitely not the case, and I disagree with him. The whole agenda is about the housing union now for Mr. Weird and his supporter. You know, when people don't bother to see the president as it to say he's trying to do good, but it's just not the proper intent. In any development that you have, political undertone, it's just a half hazard project, and you will not heal the needed result as required developmentally. The whole intent of this whole thing is let us put the people on an impression that yet, when we get the second chance, we will complete all of these things. That's not true. Four years now, we cannot see anything tangible. Although President George Weah came to power in 2018, this project in rural Riverside County will not begin in 2021. For now, the views of Liberians will remain divided as the 2023 presidential election draws closer and Weah looks further afield than Monrovia for support. For RFR Africa calling, I'm Darlington Pope by reporting from Monrovia. Unfortunately for Philip James, the 106-year-old you heard in the story, time ran out. He died shortly after his interview before he was able to enjoy his new modern home in the forest. Africa Calling. We're almost at the end of our program, but we have music maven Alison Hurd in the studio. Hi, Alison. What song do you have for us? Hi, Laura Angela. What a great story that was from Kenya. Those kangaroo dads, <laughs> they really are showing the way. So I wanted to showcase something from Kenya, and I've stretched it a bit this week. Um, found a good excuse to bring you an extract from a wonderful Cuban jazz pianist, Omar Sosa. He explores his own Afro-Cuban heritage, fusing jazz with traditional African music. And his latest album is called An East African Journey. And it is just that. He worked with eight artists from countries like Ethiopia, Burundi, Zambia, Sudan, and we're getting there, Kenya. So it features Kenyan singer Ole Tratego. He's a master of what's known as the dodo style, which originates from the shores of Lake Victoria. I've chosen the song Tuanmok Loga, which is written by Ritego, and it's a gospel song praising getting better from illness and judging by the energy. It sounds like the person did indeed get better. Excellent. Well, thanks for listening to episode 25 of Africa Calling. We'll leave you with the fabulous sounds of Omar Sosa featuring singer Olit Ritego. I'm Laura Angela Vagnetto. This episode was edited and recorded by Erwan Rome and Nicolas Doho. Goodbye for now.
Thank you.